0: This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast, with food writer and critic Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and me, DJ Tariq, aka The Architect. Uh, we have a lot to talk about this week, uh, several new restaurants. Uh, some good news about some grants going to some well-deserved uh, restaurants of color. Uh, but we're going to kick it off with Ann's story uh, titled, We're Living in the Age of the Pop-Up
1: Restaurant. Well, we are living in the age of pop-up restaurants, Tariq. Um, there are a lot of them. There, It seems like there are a lot of them. Um, and I think being in the middle of COVID, this idea of being able to get something for a short period of time and just as a, um, you know, there's a finite amount of it and you may or may not get it because you're competing with like other people for this, for this, you know, dish that you want is pretty, a it's FOMO. pretty exciting. It FOMO. FOMO, exactly. Total FOMO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot to get excited about these days. So I think a pop-up is pretty exciting. So that being said, um, I put together a list of some, and there are more, um, pop-ups that are in the area. Um, one of the biggest places where you can find a whole lot of pop-ups in one, under one roof, essentially, is Zocalo Food Park, uh, where they're continuing to do Bryant's Cocktail Lounge. I have not had that. I don't know if you have, but Bryant's has been there for a while, Tariq, no. doing their cocktails. Okay, there's a barbecue place called Mr. Barbecue. Flower Girl and Flame has been doing pizzas. They even had Bray's doing a pop-up there. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of different things you can get um, at Zocalo, and it always seems like they're announcing something new there. Brute mm-hmm. Pizza. I don't know if you've had Brute, Tariq. Um, pizza seems to be a popular concept for a pop-up. Um, it's a yeah, collaboration. Brood,
0: they serve them out of a donut shop, right?
1: Yeah, out of out of Donut Monster. Yeah, exactly. I had their pizza. Um, yep. It's a collaboration between Paris and Jackie, who are two chefs that both worked at Ardent at one point in time. And Jackie and his wife own Donut Monster, And, um, Paris and Jackie do this, um, brute pop-up. Um, they use like, um, a heritage stone milled flour on a sourdough crust on a really high heat oven that cooks their, their 12 inch pizzas in like five to seven minutes. So it's, it's got kind of a European type of style to it a little bit like a Neapolitan style pizza. Um, So that's a really interesting pop up. We've talked about Flower Child, which is another pizza pop up that is that's operated either out of Third Coast Provisions or Merriment Social, which is um, Mm -hmm. the partner partnering restaurants. And then I'm going to mention this because some details have changed. um, Fat Dumpling, which you're a a big fan of these frozen Asian Mm -hmm. dumplings by Kristen Schwab who uh, used to be the chef at Dandan. Uh, Dan. Anyway, um, she was doing those once a month for a while, but has just recently announced that she's taken a brief hiatus from that. Mm. But I'm telling you, these pop-ups, you know, in another place just off the top of my head, Ginger, the Thai restaurant down in the in the Third Ward, does La- a Laotian pop-up. Um,
0: oh, that's what's Sapsap.
1: With Sap Sap, exactly. So that's yeah. mm-hmm. that's a, that's another one as well. But do you have any favorite pop-ups, Tariq?
0: Oh, the the, the aforementioned Sap Sap is really good. Uh, yeah. now because Sap uh, SapSap now offers their own uh, rice, sticky rice lager, so you can pick up their own beer with uh, I get their like grilled steak ribeye kind of uh kind of Laotian ribeye. Ooh. Really tasty. But also another trend that's kind of related because of COVID was uh, the ghost kitchens. Yeah. Um, I just really want to brief, like, there's a site, actually, milwaukeeghostkitchens.com, which lists uh, a few ghost kitchens, which some are from Calf Crafty Cow. There's, like, thing called Big Wings, Down South Sammy's, Fiesta Panda, which they're, like, basically, if you're not from a ghost kitchen, they kind of, almost kind of like a pop-up in a sense, with a little more permanent, I guess, but the restaurant only is operating a kitchen. So it's, like, a, operating another restaurant's kitchen,
1: mm-hmm. that makes
0: sense. So it's the only carry-out or delivery. So they're, like, Basically, some people go, oh, I have a great idea for this food. I don't have a space. I'm going to do operate out of somebody else's kitchen. And mm-hmm. so that's been kind of a trend. I know it's been popping up in like a lot of cities. It's also here like Fiesta Panda. I think it operates out of uh, Hothead Chicken's kitchen, I think it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And they serve kind of this fusion um, kind of um, Asian fusion kind of like burritos and kind of stuff like that. So I know that's also kind of happening in the city.
1: Isn't that also something where you have to you have to order through an app, and then yeah, it's um, like it's,
0: you order through like any other service. But again, they don't really have a front door. If that makes sense. Yeah, have yeah, a, yeah, They don't right. have a physical space. They're like basically operating in someone else's kitchen, and it's mm-hmm. the term "ghost kitchen." So you know that seems to these kind of trends are popping up. Excuse the pun, um, because yeah. of COVID coming up we'll continue our conversation on this bites with uh, news about this really interesting uh, these grants that were um, awarded to people of color entrepreneurs and some of them were restaurants we're going into that plus a startup in Chicago trying to help restaurants fight kind of these food delivery giants who are taking advantage of these restaurants during these difficult times Um, and some new restaurants that are opening as well that's all coming up on this bites Support for this bites comes from Society Insurance, an insurance company serving up a smorgasbord of coverages to businesses in the hospitality industry. Fullest of Society's coverages, as well as tips for clean and safe operations, are available at societyinsurance.com. Did you know that the majority of 88.9's work is funded by members? That's why we can bring you such diverse programming through music, stories, and this podcast. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart to become a member today. We're back on This Bites. The wonderful, talented Ann Curchison and myself, Tariq, a.k.a. the architect. Uh, You're
1: you're also wonderful and talented.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. My mom says that too, but, you know, that's your mom. (laughs) Um, I have some news. The other day, early this week, uh, over in the... um, Milwaukee Bucks and the company FiveServe hosted a small business forum inside the Bucks arena. And and to celebrate, FiveServe awarded businesses in the area $10,000 grants as part of FiveServe's Back to Business initiative, which is a great kind of program. Um, Little details about it. The Back to Business initiative uh, basically was a total of $10 million for financial support of grants, business expertise, connections to lenders and more. Uh, to help businesses during the COVID uh, pandemic, which is still going on. Um, you wouldn't know in certain states. Um, but I want to announce uh, a few of those 20 um, businesses were restaurants. So I want to give a shout out to these restaurants that got these, these much-needed grants. Um, Glorious Malone's Fine Sausage, Mr. Perkins Restaurant, The Salsa Lady, Tricolo, Antigua Latin Restaurant and Lush Popcorn are uh, some of the few restaurants that received these these uh, uh, ten thousand dollar grants from Five Serve to help them through these difficult times. So, congratulations to them. And speaking of difficult times, uh, you you probably heard the news how restaurants are getting are upset with some of these big food delivery giants one one for just like milking them dry with fees, mm-hmm.
1: you know. Yeah. Uh,
0: and the, and the other ones just putting their restaurant on there without their consent.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. We saw this happen with Ian's Pizza. Yes. They were, they were able to get, was it, I'm not sure if it was Grubhub or it was Uber Eats. It might've been Uber Eats, but they were not happy with. No. And they were able to get themselves removed from that delivery, that delivery site.
0: But sometimes they, these delivery services, we put them back on again, right? Yeah. Um. So basically, uh, Chicago startup, a team of ex-grubhubbers uh, wanted to fight back and create their own startup to support these restaurants and, and make, give them more power uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and to keep their money and, and control their restaurant brand and stuff. So it's a startup called Captain. Uh, and it's kind of coming out of stealth and open up to more restaurants. So it's a service that provides all the tools restaurants need, online ordering, customer insights, marketing, and other digital tools. You can use that service and then use what a delivery service is to, for your delivery so you don't have to pay all those exorbitant fees to put your menu on their sites. Mm-hmm. So you just use them for delivery, which saves a lot of money. Um, they apparently also have, you know, there's people, there's, there's places that are creating like these delivery co-ops. I think Racine has one. Whereas helping restaurants like ex-grubhubbers, not grubhubbers, yeah, GrubHubber drivers or whatever are working with local restaurants we're for better deals. So they won't be, you know, you won't know, be like kind of milk dry from these mm-hmm. big delivery services. So that's actually happening around the country. So like these services are popping up to make it more, give restaurants more control over their brand and product. This services works with the restaurants and helps them find new customers as well. They have like different like um, products to help restaurants in these time of needs to save money and to uh, provide a better experience to their customers. Uh, the Chicago company, only fourteen employees. They have uh, like Aloha Poke is one of their clients. Um, really interesting thing. I think this is a, 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 a I think this is starting to happen. There will be more startups trying to kind of provide better services. And opportunities for restaurants that Grubhub and these other services are not, you know, they got too big and try to, you know, take advantage of these restaurants, especially during the COVID times. So, so something to be on the lookout for. Hmm. I had an idea of like Milwaukee create restaurant, created a delivery co-op of like, you know, work together, get some of these drivers to work together and have better, you know, arrangements and so maybe have this co-op that supports a bunch of restaurants in the Milwaukee area might be an interesting thing to do. Um, build a whole app. And so there's a lot of opportunities I think I see people are doing out there because the technology is a lot easier to make and stuff. So I can see that happening. And then eventually these big delivery guys going to have to like change their model if that starts happening. Right. Right. Next, uh, we got a bunch of new restaurants to talk about. Uh, and there's a, a new restaurant on Blue Mound. Daddy's Soul Food and Grill is has a space on Blue Mound called Daddy's on Blue Mound. That's now kind mm-hmm. of soft opening. Uh, do you have any deets on that?
1: Yeah. So uh, it's open, it opened in a former George Webb's. Um, so it has sort of that that wraparound um, uh, breakfast counter type of thing. And yes, Daddy's is bringing back breakfast to that location. So um, they're doing things, signature dishes like Daddy's Down Home, which is a choice of meat, two eggs, grits or oatmeal, hash browns and bread. They're doing omelets. They have pancakes and waffles. They're doing breakfast sandwiches. So there's definitely this focus on breakfast there but they're also doing lunch and kind of early dinner because I think they stay open till around four o'clock. So I'm excited to see um, when they start bringing a little, you know, maybe more of the soul food influence of their other location on 27th street. But yeah, this, this spot is open now and um, it's uh, it's in, it's on Blue Mound, like right around 60, I think around 61st in Blue Mound.
0: Yeah, I see that. So I was looking at some of the, the items that uh, um, that was reported on Milwaukee. So they have uh, kind of like mama's down home with two fried catfish, two eggs, grits, or oatmeal. Um, a lot of very hearty breakfast items like Uncle Mike's omelet with a choice of meat plus peppers, mushrooms, onions, and spinach. Um, pancakes, short stack breakfast, a lot of catfish. Most people in Milwaukee now have, used to having fish for breakfast. I think Milwaukee's like, fish for breakfast? Well, you know, it's a southern thing. Yeah. As as you know, Southerners like flavor in their food, which we're trying to. I'm trying to bring that to Midwest a little bit of flavor for Midwestern palates. Mm -hmm. People coming, you're eating fish for breakfast. I'm like, yeah, I like flavor in my food. Like trying to get people to understand, like flavor is a good thing in food up here. So okay, (laughs) cool. You know, because you're you're not familiar with flavor, right? You're like you know,
1: I I'm familiar with blandness.
0: Because I know like people up here are allergic to salt and seasonings and.
1: I love salt. I, I probably <laughs> over-salt everything. So,
0: yeah. Uh, another restaurant on the rise, not open yet, but it was announced on urban urban Milwaukee. There's a place coming to 38th and North, the Washington Park neighborhood called Nacho Cities Plan. So the um, the person by the name of Frederick Gardner is trying to open this place called Nacho Cities, And uh, I don't know when it's planned to open or not. Uh, it's planned to convert to 2670... 2,600 square foot building to this restaurant that serves nachos and tacos and above would be an apartment, but, uh, no deets on, uh, on what kind of nachos and tacos will be available, but, uh, we'll keep you up to date on that. Again, it'd be uh planned for 38th and North.
1: You know, and that's a spot that is ripe for some, some new businesses too. I think that would be great to have something over there.
0: And then, uh, There's a new barbecue joint in Milwaukee. Well, not Milwaukee. More like Oak Creek. Did you hear about this? It's called Smoke Creek. Yeah. Get it? (laughs) Smoke Creek, Oak Creek. That's
1: pretty cute, actually.
0: So it opened early in February, um, and it's run by a guy named Dan Newman. He also runs the food truck, Rollin' Smoke, with his wife, Jen. Um, And... um, And so they actually built their own smokers, kind of similar to, like, Iron Great. So he custom-built these uh, smokers and grills for the restaurant. And I'm just looking at the kind of menu. So uh, you can get uh, some really interesting appetizers. There's southern fried ribs. They're breaded and fried smoked ribs, which I have never had. Um, Be interesting. They have fresh pork rinds, which... That's new. I haven't mm-hmm. seen fresh pork rinds in a city in a very long time, unless you go to like Surmac um, or something, or El Rey's, to get some fresh pork rinds. Right. Uh, but they have barbecue buffalo or cinnamon and sugar pork rinds flavors. You can get with your pork rinds, bacon wrap, smoked pork belly. They have a quesadilla.
1: Oh my gosh! Which is ob- which is obvious,
0: which is obviously you know what it is is a barbecue yeah. you know filled quesadilla. Smoked wings, sandy nachos, and then of course you know you know the meats of the menu, pun intended. Baby back ribs, sliced brisket, smoked ham, smoked turkey, and I guess the meats, which is like a mixture of all those. I'm guessing that is. So if you're looking for uh, another barbecue option in Milwaukee, because I know Dot Commerce, which I didn't even know. Realize I think we mentioned they're they're closed. <laughs> so downtown. So we lost a barbecue option.
1: Uh, that's that's really too bad. That's to in
0: October. But now we have one in Oak Creek. So if you're looking for another option to get your barbecue, Smoke Creek Hmm. is an option. I'm hearing they run out of meat all the time. So I hear it's pretty good, I'm guessing.
1: Hmm. Okay, interesting. They run
0: out. Uh, Also on the highlight, on the horizon, another food hall is planned in downtown Milwaukee.
1: I can't believe that. We've still been waiting for the one that's going to open in the former Grand Grand Avenue.
0: Avenue. Yeah. So I don't have a name for it, but I was just getting This is from urban Milwaukee. A new food hall is planned. Um, There's two locations planned. So either 733, 730 North Milwaukee Street or in a vacant riverfront building located at 107, 115 East Wells Street. Plans were submitted to Department of Neighborhood Services. Um, They're planning to have a total of 20 stalls, each with individual kitchens. Other than that, I don't know what else. There'll be a dining area. So we'll see what happens to this. So I'm pretty sure you won't see this for at least if it goes through probably another 18 months or longer before we see what's going down there. I don't know. Maybe it'd be quicker. I don't know. I don't know how things are move faster. But, well, that's, that wraps up this week's edition of This Bites. This Bites is edited by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted exciting inspiration comes from the licensed lab with support from Society Insurance and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org. Slash this bites. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, NPR, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Remember, feedback's important, so please rate and review. And as always, Ann, stay hungry
1: and keep the Malort cold.
0: Have a good weekend, Ann.
1: You too.